All right, folks. Well, we are back. It's been uh, it's been Thanksgiving week. It's actually been pretty okay, all things considered. I mean, you know, we've got you know your your usual suspects being absolutely terrible, monstrous, and vile human beings as they are. You know, just... Happy bladed Thanksgiving, everybody, and of uh, to all my fellow Jews out there. Of course, just the of course. one that I know of who's listening. <laughs> there, there might be at least one. There, there could be two. And actually, all more. said, the numbers are. We're actually starting to see some steady growth finally, which is excellent. Oh, so, cool. hey, if you're listening, watching, or whatever, share the word. So, we're going to start out this week with, uh, unfortunately, no Steve. Oh, no, but it is what it it's is. It's not what you think. We're going to start off with a tweet by Kamala Harris. Let's do. And, uh, in fact, it, it might seem a little bit dated. Um, it's all the way from 2019. Mmm, mm, yeah, I remember she had something to say about the Trump vax, didn't she? Oh, it's, it, she did, but uh, but this is that was 2020. Um, oh, that was the 2021. Oh, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. I I don't know You're if I'm necessarily familiar. Uh, drop that here for me if you wouldn't mind, and I'll uh, put that in for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Um, See here, I thought you were talking about how she was a she wasn't really a big fan of oh, the Trump no, vax. No, no, no. No, 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 no. We're, we're not on vaccines at this point. Oh, I figured this would be... oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. She did. She talked to old, uh, old Jesse. Jesse Smollett. That's right. Yeah, that's right. What was that she Jesse said? Jesse, Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. Praying for his quick recovery was an attempted modern-day lynching. No one should have to fear for their life because of the sexuality or the color of their skin. We must confront this hate. Strong words. Oh. Strong words, Officer Harris. Strong, strong words. That's uh, that's some serious hatred right there. It was, it was. And as oh, we yeah. know, you know, there were those, uh, those two large, uh, well... Well, they were very tanned, very tanned. Had a lot of melanin for white guys. Uh, very curly hair too, and uh, we're from Africa or Zimbabwe or no, 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 no. So there was, they were from somewhere that, that traditionally doesn't have a lot of white people. But it's probably just that they. They were Nigerian. Oh, that. Thank you. Yes, that's right. They were Nigerian. That's right. They were. That's right. You know those. Uh, those. Pesky. Poor guys thought they were playing for a role because they were actors, but apparently it wasn't uh, the kind of role they thought they were going to be paid for. No, no. But in the end, I don't think uh, they were... Uh... construction work, I believe. Um, they were at a hardware store. Well, yeah. Night. Well, true, and they were constructing a story. So, you know, true enough. Well, I guess there's that, yeah. And of course, we uh, we now know that that didn't exactly work out to plan, even with uh, Letitia James you know, pulling the strings as she did. And, this is true. well, what has come from that since, it seems that our friend Jesse is uh, going to actually, maybe, probably not, face the music. Uh, he's uh, There's actually a trial set to start on that for uh, these events that yeah, happened I, uh, so many years ago. From the, uh, the thing to point out from the article that you shared with me here nearly three years ago. Mm-hmm. Nearly three whole ass years. Yeah, yeah, been a little bit. He's he's been able to drag this shit out for nearly three fucking years. And I mean, look at what look at what happened to uh to say you know what if what if he had been white uh like say Kyle Rittenhouse. 
uh, that got dragged out for about a year. So he's got nearly three times that privilege. Uh, or is that how that works? I'm, I, I get confused sometimes when they complain about it. Uh, they not being a, a liar like Jussie, but a liar like Kamala. Although I suppose it's kind of hard to distinguish between them these days, isn't it? Well, you know, it's, uh, they bear a striking resemblance. And if I'm not mistaken, they uh, they share a lot of friends, curiously enough. Oh, oh yeah, that. that's uh, right. That right. That's right. It was Nigeria. I, I legit couldn't remember where it was they were from. Yeah, I, that's, I, I, I thought of, I really did think it was Nigeria. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to make a joke there. <sighs> so basically, what's happened in this? The charges were filed, dropped, and then brought again. Because Letitia James is basically fighting uh, any kind of justice Letitia for Jussie. Piece of shit. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, like the that. a piece of shit's piece of shit, really. If we're being honest. I I love that thing where people don't realize this. Um, charges can be brought against you at any time. In fact, it's very common to wait to bring charges against a criminal to help them incriminate themselves further. Oh sure, as long as the statute uh, of limitations hasn't been breached. Oh, yeah. Up up until the very last day. If you've got a ten year statute of limitations, they can wait, wait. you know, three thousand days. And still got plenty so of days they, to go. Within within reason, they will wait until they have uh, strong cases they need to to put you in, in jail or to win their case. Now in this and, particular and this, case it's been fun, and it's not double laid. jeopardy if they drop the charges and come back later, because they can always do that. Yeah, double jeopardy only comes into play when the case itself has actually been tried. Yeah. So you've got to have a result there. Which is why any of the uh, charges in the Rittenhouse case can't ever come back up, because every single charge has been addressed. Well, as now, either dismissed that, I or... I have seen something. Oh? Where the... I saw that the, there was potentially the uh, the Gun-Free Zone Act was might be used against him. But I, don't, I have no idea if that's actually a thing or not, as far as the uh, the uh, Department of Justice is concerned. They'd have a hard time trying that case, and they're already in a rough spot. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Well, I mean, is, as shitty as they are, as shitty as they are, I just don't see them pushing that one because they've got. Well, so they might they, they might try it, but I have no idea if they're gonna if they're gonna try and do that given the focus that's being that's being paid right now to. Uh, 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 Mr. Brooks and uh, oh, the black also, nationalist uh, terrorist, Ms. and Ms. Maxwell. Yeah. Um. So by by Brooks, do you mean yeah, the black nationalist really terrorist? Or is yeah, that... I, I mean the terrorist, the black nationalist, um, uh, race realist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, the guy who was saying uh, that, uh, like, uh, oh, yeah, let's say that Hitler got the wrong Jews. Yeah. Uh, or uh, he's one of the real Jews. Or some shit like that. Yeah. Curious, that. Curious. Curious, yeah. Yeah, we're not... Uh... Oh. oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. They held a... Uh, according to CNN, as a matter of fact, right. today, according to CNN, there was today, a vigil yes. held for the car crash in uh, Waukesha. Well, you see, you see, according to CNN, the car ran through all those people. Um, all by itself, I guess. Well, it was one of those self-driving cars, don't you know? Oh, you see, that's always been a legal conundrum as to how do you uh, how do you account for 
the self-driving cars. You well, in this case, it was a person who saw them themselves as a self. But eh, whatever, you know. Well, you there, know, there was so a the, self the driving being, the car, so whatever. Well, I, well, iRobot did in fact do a pretty good job explaining how this would go down in theory, at least, where it would be a faulty product uh, brought back to the company for disassembly and investigation. Um, and it would be a workplace accident and that, if it was inside the shop or in public, it would just be faulty equipment uh, with uh, public liability, which I'm sure they have insurance for. But seeing as it was a Ford Escape, um, mm. which is not, to my knowledge, automated in any fashion. Ironically uh, enough, he a, wasn't a actually trying to that. escape anything, despite what the media narrative has told us, too. Well, he might have been trying to escape the voices in his head. We don't really know. Mm, true, true. They did have him in a um, uh, suicide vest. Not that kind. I'm sure, I'm sure Not that kind. The one where you just don't have any stuff on it you can use to kill yourself. I'm sure. I'm sure also that that was entirely because he'd have used it. Just saying. Um, yes. Yes. He uh, he was the kind of guy who would uh, slow down to get better aim and then speed up and zigzag to make sure he got everybody. According to testimony, yes. According to witness testimony. Sworn witness testimony. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's an ugly one. Uh, it's, Literally it's a shame because it's very, very stunning and brave. Uh, and I, I heard that the uh, after the GoFundMe got uh, spooked from lawsuits into uh, getting rid of his GoFundMe, um, the BLM chapter, the local BLM chapter, decided to start raising $5 million for itself. I so just I'm just randomly. Surprised. Just randomly. I'm surprised, given uh, given Kamala's previous proclivity for funding such of the, uh, ventures. Yeah, I mean, uh, she has her um, name on that list yet. Yeah, she or has publicly endorsed yeah. terrorist organizations and fundraised for them. You'd think that that would be a disqualifying thing. You'd also think that you know calling the person that's going to be your boss a racist would to also be disqualifying. Yeah, to his face would uh, would get Which you kind of out of the running. Hilarious. Well, my favorite part is where right. later on she's complained about racism um, from the person she called racist to his face on national television. As if it was a surprise and you know, this was the case. On that very topic of uh, racism... As if Robert Byrd um, cha- championing him and mentoring him, as he did Hillary Clinton, uh, somehow made a, a big secret that this person was racist. But that being said, our uh, our friend, old Negro Joe, he's apparently even more racist than we thought. He's put a, a ban on the the content of Af- the continent of Africa. He's he's saying that this uh, well, seven countries in the southern end of it, unless he's expanded that to cover the rest of it. Uh, no, it's actually still just those at the moment. But uh, but yeah, there's been a big call out. Like Ramaposa has said, why are you being a racist, Joe? You yourself just said uh, not but a few years ago how racist and xenophobic it was to put in one of these travel bans. I mean, if you say a few years, but the the racist Africa ban was last year under Trump. Mm. Then the racist uh, Muslim ban was only you know a paltry three years prior. Uh, after Obama suggested all the countries that were on it, and it only affected, you know, it only didn't affect 93 plus percent of the Muslim population on the planet. Uh, but apparently, that last holdout percentage was representative of the whole, somehow. Yeah, interesting. He had to go to number seven on the list 
to get to one of the top 10 most populated uh, Muslim countries. If you wanted to call them Muslim countries, because keep in mind, the way I guess the way they were describing was majority Muslim countries, uh, as if they don't weren't countries of their own, but countries in, uh, beholden to a religion. Kind of like you know African countries being countries beholden to a continent rather than being you know sovereign states. But I suppose that's between the racists and their mirror. I'm not going to get involved in that. Yeah, speaking of racists and mirrors, that reminds me of something. There was a Uh-oh. Charlottesville massacre, right? Yes, there was, yes. And be... there was a Waukesha crash. Now, if I'm not mistaken, there was one person that died in Charlottesville, I think? Or oh, was yes. It... But you okay. see, there's a very important distinction here. Is there was uh, there was one uh, trans individual who was an expat living in Germany to escape prosecution who was very close to that car, even though they were like a block or two away. Uh, and, and they're very insistent that it was a terrorist activity that was going on. Was this on the there. one that pointed the gun at the person driving the car, or was this somebody else? Uh, I think this was, uh, th- this is the, um, the um, well, we can just say who they are, a lunatic um, that lives that lives over in Germany, expat, still talks like they're living in California. Oh, how gauche. I can't remember the name of this idiot anymore, but they have, uh, you know, rainbows, um, rainbows everywhere across the profile. Oh, of Good course. I like the bright colors. Um, uh, Gorski, um, Emily Gorski. Now ah, I'm familiar with that name. Good old Emily. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that can't remember out. right offhand exactly from what, but I know I've heard it a few times. You might have seen me trading some uh, some tweets with her before. Uh-oh, Steve's chiming in. In text. Yeah, look at us chatting it up. Yeah, well, you know, you're, uh... You're welcome to join, friend. But, uh, you know... He's got stuff to do, yeah. so he probably won't be able to, unfortunately. Yeah, it was, it was Emily Gorski. That was that that nut job. Anyway, enough of uh, enough of irrelevant people in Germany. Indeed, although you, t- you heard about Germany wanting to create a new federation uh, of European states. And, you you don't not. say. No, <laughs> it's uh, it's like we're entering into the 1920s again. Oh wait a minute. <laughs> Right. Oh shit. Okay. If I, hey man, you gotta write what you gotta write. I know that feeling. I got feedback on a paper today, and I gotta get that shit done. Yeah. Well, it would appear that he's going to be very busy. He's got five pages of research paper to write, well, and he's got it due by got, Wednesday. So he's got three days. I've got till the fifteenth of next month. Oh, that's a little bit better. Yeah, it's uh, a little more breathing room. So have you heard about the uh, the newest variant? You know, as we know, the last one was new. <clears throat> and as we know by Greek lettering, uh, the next one is, uh, is she. Oh, no, it's pronounced Xi. Oh, Xi? Oh, I see. Oh, my mistake. See, I'm, I'm used to seeing XI pronounced as G for some reason. Yeah, it would make sense that the, uh, that the uh, Greek wouldn't pronounce it that way. So, uh, so it's uh, Xi, you say. So that's that's what they're calling it in the yeah. news, right? Like, I, I don't like, watch I, a lot of mainstream news. So, is that not what they're doing? Right. 
Or are it's, they uh, are they doing something uh, different by chance? Well, you see, they, they just so I guess someone watched like a Transformers movie, and um, and they they got they got the name for Earth wrong. Oh, so so uh, it's the Megatron it's, strain. It's not, well, it's it's not the Unicron strain; it's the Omicron strain. Um, so they they fucked that up. Uh, they very easily could have brought in you know uh, Optimus to save everybody, but no. And if you look at the the history here on Next Strain. Uh, which I will I'll link for you here, and hopefully Steve won't look at it and start foaming at the mouth as he does. Uh, but if you just go ahead and take a look there, you can see this is uh, in Africa. This is the um, the, the chart for the uh, phylogeny uh, over over time, and it's uh, colored by clades, so it's by different strains uh, or different variants, if you will or uh, groupings that we call variants anyway. And you can see that there's one that's, uh, that in S1 mutations, there's one that's way up there all of a sudden. And that would be the Omicron strain. Hmm. Now, thankfully, some of the other strains have just kind of like petered out, like uh, Epsilon, Iota. Looks um, like this showed up are, in July, then? Well, so here's the interesting thing. So if you look at it the way it's set up, I guess... So, uh, so there's two ways to interpret that. There's uh, either that it showed up like like last year in May, or that it showed up in July, uh, maybe. But uh, the colored dots are the sequenced specimens um, with uh, with with known origin. Like the peop there's actually people attached to them. Um, so those are actual sequenced samples. That are, that are listed up there in the phylogeny. Well, just to... So you can actually, I mean, you, as you can, as you far as it says on really this, just as a by-the-by, the date code interval yeah. on this starts uh, uh, June 26th of this year. Yeah. So, so that makes sense. So, yeah, it apparently I mean, showed up at the end of June. Which, yeah. why would you draw the fucking line up from that and not from what it's actually whatever so it's from the so it's it's based on the best best estimate for um for relative uh prior relatives that it diverged from and, and given the slowness of uh transmission in africa in general get uh just from lower mobility of population um it makes sense that you could have a holdout that took a while to get to where it is and and there's no like correspondence for similar mutations on this chart here it's just the total number of mutations so if there's shared mutations or not that's not given here but it does list them under mutations where it says you know blah 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 and then plus however many more uh but there that the uh the origin point there on the plot there um from uh june or no july um that lists uh basically four me or four me yeah no it's four mutations if you slide along further, though, there's uh, over here that has a pile of mutations on it. And they just have total S1 mutations. And it's, uh, what's this up here? This is like 20-odd. I think some article had like 30-something listed. Basically, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's the the other thing, of course, um, there's, there's more younger people that are uh, infected. There's... Um, Plenty of vaccinated people are infected. My guesstimate right now is that this is not going to be like the 
resistant strain, but probably the next one is. Well, if you'll look, I actually linked this up a while ago, but I just dropped it in the staff chat here as well. I I put this out on Twitter as well. It's from, uh, because this has been looked at so far, and it's looking pretty promising. I saw that. I saw that there was the whole the bit about the mild cases and so on. Um, my caution here is that the uh, and and to be frank, like mild is better. Um, it's it's very rapidly spreading. Um, so five hundred percent spread. So five times the spread rate of uh, of uh, the wild type. So original virus. Well, but I mean that's is, kind of been a thing a with lot. all of them. I mean. Well, yeah, they've been increasing in spread rate. They have been increasing in transmissibility. They've been increasing in the um, the, uh, the base of reproduction. So they say with all the mitigations in place, it has a higher reproduction base of reproduction number, or a, sorry, a higher effective reproduction number. Um, so instead of R zero or R naught, it's RT, meaning the the R value effective R value at, at time. Um, so I mean, there's that uh, the. The milder disease, that's good news. Um, but again, a lot of the people that are being described in these articles are younger. So that's already where we are supposed to be expecting milder disease to begin with. So that's kind of a, um, that's a, a bit of a bias. Oh, that's fair. And so, I, and, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for the optimism. I really am. Uh, I would love for this to just be a mild variant uh we're in we're coming into a fourth wave well from um, from this. the initial info out of south africa it looks yeah. that way and well i mean the fact that it's already in, across the world uh, and and so here's one of the and without having any kind of pavlovian response here please uh fauci you know, to the name Fauci is probably correct that it's probably somewhere in the U.S. already. Well, it's, I, it has been, as of, I want to say like two, three hours ago before recording, uh, they had two cases in Canada. So, yes, it is. It's in the continental okay, United yeah. States. It's yeah. in the continental Americas. So the, the yeah. odds are strong that somewhere. And, and so the smart thing to do at this point is not to ban seven countries in Africa. It's to ban all international travel period. Just like if you did that, and and this is the stupidest thing because it always comes down to this two weeks bullshit. If you did that for a couple incubation periods or at least one incubation period, just like to have a comp, a dumbass compromise, if you will, that would get rid of the chance, like a, a lot of the transmission that could happen. Um, but remember, I'm talking about international border here. I think the the state to state borders, um, that's where rights come in, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, states can just, you know, the, the federal government's in charge of interstate transport, but they don't have the right to impose a, uh, that kind of private info requirement to cross the state boundary. Well, I mean, if we look at it from strictly the current rule set, it's a HIPAA violation to ask. Well, that depends. Well, no, it okay. Is not that, a violation. It is not a violation for a non-provider to ask. It is yeah. a violation for a provider to provide info unsolicited. <clears throat> or, sorry, un, un, um, w- without the explicit express consent of the patient and or their proxy, their legal proxy. So, basically, uh, 
a guy on the street can ask you about your medical info. No problem. A company can ask you about your medical info. If they ask your healthcare provider or any provider that's covering your information, your personal healthcare info, they cannot provide that info to whoever it is without your express written consent or that of like, you know, say you're a kid, your legal guardian, or if you have a, a disability, then whoever's your medical proxy. Okay, that was but kind they, of my understanding. If, if they ask if they ask you, you can give it they can't just like take it from you. Um, unless you've published it in public somewhere. So all those geniuses that are out there posting when they got their shots and, and how and all that, et cetera, um, all that info is already available to scrape because it's all in public. They don't need to talk to a healthcare provider. Um, now, if a healthcare provider stupidly does something like opens up an uh, API to their database uh, without your consent, because uh, they would need your consent, it's, that's that's one of those things that I, I would find it odd at this point. It, it would be weird for them to attach it as a writer, but I could certainly see it as like an optional thing, where you could like you know go to CVS or whatever, and then as a part of your little sign-up process, tick a box that says, "Please allow my information to be uh, accessed by whoever," and then have like you know public or private entities listed in the checkbox list. Oh yeah, actually, now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't putting the person down to provide my... consent. However yeah. shadily you do it, if you do it, I mean, you're doing right. it at least. Now, I wouldn't myself check that box because if, I would think I would want to know if somebody was accessing my healthcare information. And the thing I've, I've been cautioning about with this is that it's not just whether or not you have a vaccine that these companies will collect if, um, if they're collecting info about you in order to allow you into their store. They're collecting your name, address, phone number, uh, and then probably some more of your health data, such as like your height and weight and so on. Um, once they, you know, they're, once they have that opening to collect data about you, it doesn't seem like it's worth a whole lot now, but it will be worth something to them later. And you can look at tertiary and quaternary markets on this, especially with insurance, uh, where people might say, oh yeah, I'm in perfect health, and then never update their insurance info. Uh, with their provider for you know years, and then later on, the provider might find out somehow through someone else selling your medical data what your blood pressure is, and say, oh, that's way too high. We need to change your premium. So, and you can contrive all kinds of crazy scenarios here, but the thing is that they're not all like they're not all outside their own possibility, and it's not necessarily like you know a fraction or fraction of a percentage edge case here. It's that these could be things that really do hit. Well, and let's be honest, too. The insurance agencies are out there kind of to fuck you and not give you the money. Well, I was going to say, it wouldn't be. So, you know, this is is right up their alley. Yeah, but it's, it's, again, it's still not necessarily like out of malice that they would, that this would happen. Oh, yeah, no, they they don't hate you out of malice. uh, They hate you because they don't have uh, your money. No, no. Well, the one company might say, here's this data. An insurance company might say, let's streamline blah, blah, blah. And as a part of that package deal they do in the back end, we get access to this to the the uh, uh, vaccine data that has been opted into by the people getting their shots, and then from that it might again, like I said, they might have a, a, a blood pressure involved somewhere or anything like that. And if you haven't updated your profile with the insurance company, they might do an internal audit based on the data they have collected. And if they get you know you, they flag your account for not having a discrepancy, that might be reason enough for them to contact you and say 
you know, and, and the, the here's the part where they fuck you. They probably wouldn't contact you and say, hey, could you provide us with updated info? They'd probably pro- contact you and say, by the way, here's your updated rate. Yeah, your account has been you updated, uh, and therefore your new rates are. Exactly. We've gone to the trouble of letting you know. Aren't you? Aren't you thankful? Exactly. Yeah, it's so. So Aetna, I can I can um, conclusively say um, can go fuck itself uh, for things like that. I can see that happening. And unfortunately, in certain places, uh, Aetna is the only option you get. Well, and there's nothing you can do for some things because you can go all up and from personal experience, you can go all the way up to the state ombudsman on certain things. With uh, with current medical justification, and uh, from from the the medical studies that were performed onward to present day, and the state ombudsman will still side with fucking Aetna. Oh, that's uh, so that kind of disgusting. Kind of waste of time. Yeah, it was pretty fucking uh, horrifying. Oh, like yeah, you know, but it's prescribed. Eh. Assholes. But yeah, so when when I push back on you saying they're just out to fuck you, it's not out of me not believing they're just out to fuck you. Because they like, are, but they you know, a, it's not malicious. But they have a mechanical process to fuck you. You know, you're, you're, there's not. Oh like yeah, the no, guy that, with the yeah, no, out. it's just the machine. Not, it's like that's just how it works. They've just got the machine. They have gears that will do that for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I should have been more specific and to say that they are they just stewards of the, the machine that is designed to fuck you. And they have a, they have a compassionate voice on the phone that says, "Oh, we're sorry. We don't mean to fuck you. It's just that." You or know, possibly, we are very sorry. Do not meaning to fuck you. Very sorry. I don't, I don't know. Etna at least pays for uh, for fluent English speakers. Oh, without, do they? Uh, oh, well, that's yeah. oh, that's nice of them. That way, at least that, you can uh, get fucked in your own native language. I was going to say the problem is that it's not necessarily clear whether or not it's an AI that's doing it or not. Oh, even better. So you might be getting fucked by a random AI that's not even in your country, but just... Well, it, let's them. just be clear. The AI part would only be the natural language processing unit that's trying to provide scripted answers to your complaints. Ah, oh, super. We live in such a progressive time. Oh, but just oh, to... Very uh, progressive. Oh, very. But just to put a bow on the last topic, on the, uh, the South African Certainly. variant that's coming out here, I'd like to actually specifically quote the... Um, uh, who is she? Oh, the chairman, uh, chairwoman of the South African Medical Association, Angelique. Uh, I'm going to say Koitsi because that looks like it, and I'm not terrible with accents. Koitsi. Koitsi. Koitsi? I believe it's Koitsi. It, it would be one or the other. Like Koitsi. Yep. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know the first thing about Afrikaans. So, yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that said... Her specific uh, quote is, we will only know this after two weeks. Yes, it is transmissible, but for now, as medical practitioners, we do not know why so much hype is being driven as we are still looking into it. We will only know after two to three weeks as there are some patients admitted and these are young people aged 40 and younger. Just like you said. But yeah, so So, as as is... As is the case, okay. hype beast. So I'll say this: the uh, cautionary principle, without referring necessarily to strict medical interpretation here, says that you should have your shit in gear as of yesterday. So before the panic really sets in, 
my advice is to make sure you know go over your stuff see what you have list up what you need find out what the difference is and then make sure you square that away with like this week um because i mean if you don't think another lockdown could come out of the it, again the worst case scenario is that you've got some extra food that you rotate into your normal meals over the next six months but you know the the annoying case is that we do have lockdowns and you have your stuff already in your house. So there's that. So things like fresh water, batteries, et cetera, et cetera. I know it's, it's fatiguing to go through this shit over and over again. Um, and uh, another thing, I want to go ahead and correct this little bit of misinformation I saw. It's not just four people that got this or 10 people that got this. It's hundreds in South Africa. There's a handful of escapes to other to various countries around the planet already that are known. So it's likely that it's already gotten to most of the places uh, that, that COVID's already shown up in. Um, but it's not like everywhere yet. And we're at the very beginning, uh, probably, of a wave. Uh, I haven't checked my data thing to see anything, but I, I have that graphic that I repeated on water uh, a while ago um but it looks like another wave is going to come in so my my suggestion is that regardless of how sarcastic or cynical you have to be about it you may as well expect it because again the the best case scenario there is that you end up having extra food and the annoying case is that you you're prepared to stay home for a little bit when all this shit happens again and believe me i'm hurting financially too it's just the way it is but um this is one of those little things where you kind of leap ahead a little bit to stave off some of the harm later so there's that yeah well it's it's wise to be ready for anything that might uh yeah come along it, regardless of what you feel about fauci or vaccines or anything else like just which and it's totally reasonable to hate the guy here. he's been you know he's been at this shit he for 30 years shit. you know he's been lying to people and causing innocent people to die for no reason he's, for like 30 he, years he had the fucking nerve to bring up january 6th when his ass is probably responsible for at least half of the 700 and whatever the fuck it is thousand people that died Oh, and how long ago was it that you were a crazy, just a fucking crazy conspiracy theorist asshole if you tried to suggest that they would make such a thing as a quarantine camp? Oh, Australia, yeah. Yeah, and now we've got uh, a number of organizations for the US, that are just running complete Australia. interference for them. Yeah, and then, and then so I... I used to talk with Claire Lemon often enough because she used to be in the circle of people I would talk to, and then she went nuts uh, before her whole Quillette thing kind of took off. And, like, she has her phases where she'll come back from that, but, like, you know, she doesn't talk to me anymore, uh, or most of the people I, that we were, she was in the group with. But, like, she, she, uh, she's sitting there posting fucking pictures from these quarantine camps. You know, just people look, sunning themselves and looking pretty and what... It's just fucking photo-op nonsense. I wonder... I, I, I wonder what the fuck she's doing, but I have a good idea what she's doing. She's probably getting paid. Which I can't really blame her for in this economy. 
But at the same time, like... Um, well, you kind of can't, but you also you. can blame people for not having I, I a soul. Can... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's where I would go with that. Like, uh, it's like, yeah, you, you can make a off. buck, but you know what? You could maybe, instead of making two bucks, make one and retain your human well, soul. Just it's, just it's putting like, that out it's there. Like, um, it's like Philip Morris lawyers. Put it like that. Oh, yeah, there's there's no cancer that's not involved with smoking. Are you kidding me? Fucking putzes. Uh, that being said, yeah, uh, I, I I absolutely and wholeheartedly recommend. Thank you for smoking. Excellent film, <laughs> very informative, yes. and genuinely entertaining. Uh, it gets a uh, two paws up from me. Fucking fur bags, goddamn! Oh come on now. I I will not. That is sexual harassment, sir. Come on, man. I I think actually the same exact rebuttal applies there, doesn't it? I just have to say it in a younger voice. Maybe. I don't know. Let me just put my balls back up here for a second. <laughs> you know, I don't... Whatever, actually. I, I do get it because it's funny. But it's just kind of a whatever kind of thing. <laughs> I, I almost care enough to like, to bring it up, but it's like, yeah, you know what? Whatever. Furries are. Oh, Furries are too weird. Hmm? What's this? <laughs> said, uh, you mean Joe Biden touching little boys again? Oh, did did he do it again? I, I don't have a, I don't have the picture of the tweets on me right now, but there was another video that went around of, uh, of him uh, manhandling yet another child. Oh, okay, I... You probably saw it in the last week or so. Yeah, yeah, it's... I think I know exactly which one you're talking about, and he gets really, really, really handsy. Yeah. Like, that disturbs uh, me every time I see that shit. Yeah, getting as, getting as close to kids is like he was... Ghislaine Maxwell like got, or something, I got, you know? I got young family, like, the age that he would target, and it just disturbs me. Like, I know there's, like, a snowball's chance in hell he's gonna get that close... But like whenever you whenever you see that kind of person, it just makes you viscerally reject the scenario. Like you you just want to. And the thing is, like I know I'm never gonna be in a position or close enough, and thank God. But like you just it makes you feel like you need to do something. Oh, it's like you know protect the kid. Your brain, human brain's fucked up, man. People are fucked up. So I will. Yeah, I'll throw a link in here to the uh, bit from the, uh, well, the offending video. Uh, no, no, actually, from Australia, their uh, yeah. their oh, yes, head dude that, saying, that "Yeah, we're going to be uh, calling in people to where they're calling in the uh, yeah, army the, and the, shit uh, to actually police, haul people out of their fucking homes." The police are going to be going, yeah, to, to haul people off. Isn't that crazy, huh? Yeah, yeah, all I mean, this that, shit that, that would have got you banned. Um, not all that many months ago for even well, I mean, suggesting it's kind of it. like uh, the lab leak theory still uh yeah that's that's got like what a few different movies coming out about it now right? yeah. yeah yeah there's uh, a uh... that lab leak that never never was gonna happen uh it was all natural definitely even though none of the animals were there that was a pretty funny uh experience huh oh that reminds that video of uh of Peter Daszak, uh in uh, in testimony from like a couple years prior 
explaining exactly what was going on over in Wuhan. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, unfortunate. Well, speaking yeah, of unfortunate, that reminds me of a funny meme. Here, I'll link it to you so you can uh, okay. see it in chat. But uh, I can just describe it. Um, it says, I remember when this guy used to create viruses in Windows and then sell the antivirus. I wonder what he's doing now. <laughs> uh, of course, that's got a picture of our friend, uh, Mr. Billy Gates. He's a, he's a fun guy, that Bill. Well, I see people keep talking about him in terms of like vaccines and such, which I think is uh, is is uh, so inappropriate is is not the right way to say it. Uh, misguided really is, doesn't quite hit it either. It vaccines are not the problem. Um, vaccines actually, he's done a, a wonder getting vaccines out to Africa despite certain uh, propaganda to the contrary. Well, he's also done his some other really done, chintzy shit, too. But, yeah, he has actually his, his spread a lot of vaccines. Has done, his, his foundation has provided a lot of free vaccines to Africa, despite strings or blah, 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 otherwise. The point being here, the major problem that he presents to the United States is that he owns so much farmland. Yeah. He owns so much of our food production. Yeah, that's weird. And he's still buying it up as yep. much as he can. Yeah, he is. And that's that is our problem because if we ever have a supply chain issue, uh, he he is thinking forward ahead about things. And and so basically he he has enough of our our food supply under his hand right now. Imagine if he put his hand down and crushed it. Yeah. Imagine if we built condos or some shit there instead. We wouldn't be able to feed anybody. So like it's it's not that he owns it; it's that he ha it's it is a single entity that can do a lot of dumb shit that market forces can't correct. Yeah, at least not without like a, a severely violent situation to free up that resource. Yeah, that's basically the uh, the only recourse there, and that's a oh, little dis yeah. a little discouraging. Right. So, like I said, the, the all the stuff about viruses and vaccines like it's he's not involved in that in that way he's provided a lot of good funding to do a lot of research well to be fair outcomes. we can't say i don't know what's in the heart of bill gates and neither do you but I'm he's saying, done like, some at, he's at done some day, chintzy shit think, in his day if if we take it all at like face value game. though even if well, let's let's just take it sure. let's take him at face value and say that he sure. is indeed doing this because he really does want to save the largest number of human lives. He's there's a fucking weird guy. He absolutely he is. But there's there. a lot of wiggle room in saving the largest number of human lives. If you yeah, put a lot so, of humans in a box and seal it closed, they're going to be safe. They're going to be <laughs> very safe. Or say inside of a tube and then feed them bugs. Yeah, I get it. Right. So, you know, it's all... Well, I, I was going to say, you can go back questions. to the iRobot allegory here again, where it's, uh, you know, my logic's undeniable. Okay, Hal. But uh, it's, it's I don't see the uh, the vaccines being the thing that he would use. I think um, squeezing the food supply, which he has a large uh, hold on, would be far simpler. And, and more cost effective if you want to start putting it into a numbers perspective. Well, that's true, but I mean, when you consider the amount of money that the guy's got 
cost-effective isn't exactly something that has to concern. Well, he wouldn't have... He would not have the amount of money he has right now if cost-effective did not enter into things. Well, I I understand that, and I appreciate it, but once you get to the a certain level... The cost-effectiveness of providing free vaccines to uh, Africa is that you get a significantly larger population of people that are taking them that you can observe outright. Even So even if we know they're safe, you can get better aggregate data on utility for larger populations across a larger um, variety of the gene space. Just That's just the way it is. There's more haplotypes that you have available, etc., etc., etc. I kind of wish they had thrown all this shit down to the uh, Africans then instead of us, because I tell you the numbers well, look were. really they, good in some places. They are sending lots of, uh, lots of the so we've we have exported more vaccine as a country than the rest of the world combined. If you didn't know that, we have exported more <laughs> vaccine for just COVID, COVID alone. You've exported more vaccine than every other country combined. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. I'm not saying you're wrong, but it I, literally well, does I, depend on who you ask because at, I've seen so Johnson much complaint. Johnson, just looking at Johnson and Johnson, it's probably still true. Actually, no, that one I know uh, was very, very, very widely distributed. As a matter of fact, there were people that were. Uh, I heard a couple of cases actually where people were just complaining about how they were uh, devaluing oh. the Johnson and Johnson brand by giving this to so many people, and people might think that this one is inferior because we're just giving this to the homeless and oh, um, the immigrants I mean, and personal, this, that, and the personal other. Personal touch there. Personal touch there. My girlfriend and her family. Uh, well, actually, her mother and father at this point. Uh, her having previously had an infection. I think, no, actually, she got hers. Never mind. But anyway, so South South America, they're distributing it down there as well. But I have um, I have some legitimately good news about the uh, southern border. Oh, okay. Finally. It's only taken, you know, two court orders, but the <laughs> Remain in Mexico policy will be back. Yes, another Trump policy is back. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I like how I like how every time they bring up something like this, it's Trump's policy. But every time they bring up the vaccine, it's Biden's victory. Yeah, never mind. As it. if they uh, they didn't. Yeah, start Biden was right. At, he was right there with Officer Harris too. Like I don't know if I'd trust a Trump vax. I don't know. And they're oh, still from... and they're still fucking going with the same one. The same fucking one. It's not even a new one. It's not even for the fucking Delta. It's not for anything. It's the same goddamn vax as it was at the yes, first fucking start. It's like telling people to take your 2019 fucking flu shot today. Get your 2019 flu shot. But why, why isn't there one for this year? Yeah, but fuck that. Get the 2019 flu shot. So the, um, so the pharmaceutical companies are looking into the variants. Um, they have time horizons for when they will have them updated, 100 days or so. So uh, we're looking at early 2022 when uh, vaccine would be available. Oh, sweet. We'll be and able to treat I, the, the Delta is, early next year. Great. Here's the, here's the thing. So they, this is as pertaining to Omicron. 
What I'm worried about is that they might do something extra stupid, like skip Delta. What they should do is have updates for everything that we know of so far. All in one shot. And just give that to people, and we can cover the whole basis right there and then. They can, you know, they can do the weighted distributions to cover the various uh, variants, better or worse, given their prevalence and uh, seropositivity. But, you know, the most important thing is that there's at least some of all these different variants present so that it covers all of the targets. And we don't have this, this gigantic gap. Because it's not just the time it takes from beginning of formulation to release to public. It's also the time it takes for the public to take the fucking vaccine. That, that window of time was enough for us to create the Delta Wave this past summer. It takes a while. People, you know, there's vaccine hesitancy for people who just, you know, there's people who don't want the vaccine, period. That's okay. You know, my personal opinion for the people who can take it that don't want to, that that's silly, but that's not my choice. It never should be. There's the people who want it but can't get access to it easily. You know, we had the different phases early on last, early on this year. Uh, that took a while. And then when it came, became general public consumption, uh, you know, in April, it took a while before people really picked up on that. You know, there's wait lists. We had distribution issues. We kind of got a lot of that stuff down now. So that's good. And funny enough, this actually well, does it, dovetail. It's going to take a while. Well, this actually, yeah. too, it dovetails in with what we were just talking about. And this is the only good thing I'm going to say about this uh, new process. As much as I legitimately don't support any of the vaccines that are commercially available now because they're essentially worthless. This new one offers to every one of those Remain in Mexico people the vaccine. So here's something I'll say about the vaccine. Um, so the, the we talked before about vaccine... Um, or immunivating, and then there's also prior immunity resistant. How the one is the slippery slope, uh, that would be the evading, and then resistant is the hard bottom of it, where you've got no, um, you, you base it's like a brand new thing. There's no prior immunity for you. We're sliding down that slope pretty far. Like I said, I don't think Omicron is going to be the, one of the resistant uh, variants. I think it's going to be. Well, no, from what I've seen on that, actually, it's. The uh, well, so vaccines and the previous uh, infections work well, not not perfectly, but well enough to keep you from having to go to a hospital largely. So, well, this is what I was going to say. There's three metrics that we got to consider there. We've got uh, symptomatic infection, we have hospitalization, and we have death. So there's you know, there's fine-grained details you can go into, but those are the big three people look at. And symptomatic infection, we're, we're losing the the battle on that one pretty quickly here. Delta already kind of showed that there's like a 39% effectiveness-ish, less than 50% effectiveness from the vaccines um, relative to uh, to being non-vaccinated and, and no prior immunity from the prior infection. So um, the next step is hospitalization. Vaccines are still holding pretty well on that. Uh, and death still pretty holding up pretty well against that. Um, my guess is that Omicron is going to start chipping away at hospitalization 
and the next one after that would be a resistant strain probably or maybe the one you know maybe the second one after that and that would be where all three of them basically go into the toilet there's just no no immunity left you don't get any extra benefit out of it so when you're talking about giving these these uh remaining mexico um asylum seekers fucking economic migrants illegal aliens uh, talk, yeah well I mean, when they're in Mexico, they're not illegal aliens here, at least. Oh, uh, well, they are there, the vaccine, but yeah. At this, right. If, <laughs> so when you talk about giving these people the vaccine from uh, from 150 different nations, 190 different nations, uh, and that is true. They're not they're not just coming out of, uh, out of Nicaragua. Are anything. you they're trying to imply that there are people from Haiti that are coming through Mexico to get into America? That sounds like fake news. I'm trying to imply that there's also people from fucking Canada trying to come in through Mexico. So when we're talking about giving them the, vaccine, you hear that, Todd? You hear that? Yeah. You know I'm talking we're to talking you. About giving, <laughs> we're talking about giving them the vaccine. That will serve a purpose. That does help them. At least, so and and the transmission differential still exists um, between between people, you know, vaccinated, unvaccinated. There is still a. a I'll say this: in prior immunity, no prior immunity. That's a better context for this. Um, there's there's still a transmission gap um, for transmissibility between persons inside the home. So uh, unvaccinated had a uh, 35% chance of transmitting from them. So keep in mind a transmission has two people, two parties involved, the from and the to. So transmission from uh, un, from a no prior immunity person was about 35% uh, chance of transmission. So a, a, a contribution to the transmission uh, group, if you will. And from vaccinated, because um, it was only looking at vaccinated, unvaccinated, uh, and I'm guessing they screened out prior immunity uh, from unvaccinated. So from vaccinated, it was about 25%. So there is that. Um, so my guess is that yeah, this will reduce transmission. So either way, it'll reduce transmission somewhat. It's not going to be like. Well, I mean, as we've talked uh, about, it's, it's a leaky vaccine. So, right now it is. With Delta, it is. So and, I, and, I, and I was literally not, just bitching about this. Like, and but not, the, not but two minutes ago, type, I was yelling into this goddamn mic about it. But with the wild type and several early variants, it is not really a leaky vaccine. That's true. That's like, true. It's very effective for those those variants in the original virus. So that's the reason why they're gone. Natural immunity, same deal. Very effective at getting rid of those early on variants. Absolutely. What we're seeing right now is is later stuff that was allowed to fester without any kind of vaccine response. We can move faster than we can literally move like on our feet with an airplane uh, thereafter faster than natural selection in this case we can make a vaccine and get it to everybody and quench it it's still a thing that can have like any time during the pandemic we can do that as a species we're that sophisticated we've been that sophisticated for decades it's just that we and, and this is always going to be the torment of an optimist we lack the will to do it fine it's just the way it is and again i don't think that choice should be taken from people I can I can totally understand the frustration of people that that you know peeling their hair out of their heads uh, 
and I know that's the more gruesome than pulling, but you get the you get the gist here. Sure. I can I can totally catch their their I can see their worldview where they're so frustrated that people are choosing to not get rid of a deadly pandemic. Fine. Um, but they aren't what they aren't considering is the context of what we'd be giving up. And that is very, that is rights that have been paid for in blood already that are paid for in blood every day. We shouldn't throw those away being paid they, for they, still today in blood. Millions of people have died already. More than people have died due to the disease in this country. And to, to just throw away those rights is to spit in their graves. And I don't see a, like, I don't see a reason, like, if you're going to start comparing numbers and start going batshit crazy on that stuff, we can go back and look at the world wars, just those alone, let alone the rest of the wars we've been in. And we don't have to look at just our side of the, the battlefield. We can look at all the people that died as a consequence of them. Well, we'd better do that Those quickly people. before Wikipedia goes and deletes all the uh, entries of right. mass homicides from communism. Yeah, I threw my two cents in on that one. Strong keep. Because they're, uh, they're, they're working hard to uh, so, correct the yeah, record. So the Wikipedia is a lost cause. It's never been a reference anyway. Yeah, there's a reason so why it's the, always been listed uh, as something like, yeah. listen, you can't cite Wikipedia. But again, the, the major point here is that tens of millions of people have died. Millions of people have, have died holding a gun in our flag. There's no reason to spit on their graves in the present and throw away our rights so that we have to spend millions of lives again to get them back. Because once you hand them away, they aren't handed back to you. There's no, oh, ho, ho, that was temporary. Here you go. Yeah, rare that's is the politician called, that gives you back what he takes. Those are called privileges. So unless you consider your rights to be temporary privileges, a la George Carlin, who was a pragmatist in his time, unless you consider your rights to be temporary privileges that are handed to you by the state, um, they're your rights, God-given and so on. They are inherent to your existence. And to allow the government to stomp on them is a really bad idea because they'll just keep doing it until you fight back. And again, and then they'll keep doing millions, it. tens of millions of people have died for these things, these these ideas that we are we take for granted every day. It's just the way it is. Oh it well, sucks, like the, the way it is, like the Fourteenth uh, Amendment. Likes power. As a matter of fact, uh, that's a really good example there. You know, the Fourteenth right. Amendment was to made to ensure that freed men and their children were citizens. That's all. Yeah. Period. That's it. Freedmen and their and their children were citizens. That's all. Well, slavery is another thing you can go back to, and this is one of the, the funny thing is that this is one of those things that uh, that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden decided to harp on when they're trying to target Trump for the vaccines. I don't trust him because he experimented on my people. Well, you know why they're not supposed to be able to do that anymore, right? Because those rights were fought for and won. Well, They're not codified in the Constitution. Well, in Kamala's case, it's more that she's real sore that she's not allowed well, to do it anymore. Because I mean, yeah, her, her family, family background was, uh, you know, being yeah. that she's got a got a long history and personal history, for that matter, well, of enslaving history, people. Indeed. Yeah, I mean the uh, the oh, Harris... in particular because because we go on with this language, um, in particular, people of color. Oh yeah, yeah, me. absolutely, absolutely. Who have uh, arguably committed minimal crimes. I mean, just uh, just a simple pot conviction, 
and she'll turn you into a slave while she smokes that very same pot in the DA's office uh, and listens to well, Tupac. For well after, for well after you're supposed to be out of prison. Yep, that's just Officer Harris. Just that's just how she like, rolls. On the order of a year or two of your life out of, after you're supposed to be let out of jail. Yeah, I mean, kind of making light, but I mean, it. legitimately, she's a monster. She is everything that a corrupt cop is that you might see in a television show or movie if they still made them that oh, yeah. were good. And she laughed about this shit. That's the thing that, that should uh, tell you exactly how she feels. She's, she's the dumb politician in the room, mind you. She's the one who openly laughs about it out loud in public. But they're all doing it. There's no, like, it shouldn't be any pretext. And it doesn't matter what the letter is after their name. Democrats, Republicans, they all do it. They live off power. So, you know, this is the reason, one of the reasons why I want term limits is they're all corrupt. It's it's just a, a fact of the nature of the job. Once they show up there, they're irredeemable, in my opinion. Some of them are better about it than others. Some of them are honest about it more so than others. But a lot of them aren't, and none of them have to be because they get elected again. Well, you know, when you uh, build a system in such a way that it's uh, very easy to ensure that you get a particular I mean, result, if you, uh, you know, do a particular thing, yeah. then, you know, it's not hard to keep your job. You know, like when you get 27,000 votes in a particular single drop box that only <laughs> seven people visit, you know, you can, you know, make things happen, as it were, you know, pull some strings. Well, and I had this, uh, I had a topic that was like a really, really great segue, but we've kind of moved on from it. But either way, it's oh. still funny, so we're going with it. So, um, no. now there's this, this dog antihistamine that's used in canines, dogs, as it were. You know, you've, you've heard of them. They bark, they have tails. You, you may have heard of them. They're a man's best friend, as it's been said. Well, there's this thing uh, that they give to dogs. To dogs that bark. Dogs? Uh, called, Benadryl. Yeah. Yeah, called Benadryl. Diphenhydramine. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, man, this is going to be, uh, it's going to be really interesting seeing how they, uh, how they spin Benadryl into a dog antihistamine because, unfortunately, it works to assuage COVID. And that's, yeah, what was we that can't have that. thing from, uh, from last year in February? That people were uh, were saying that you, you're gonna need your um, gonna need your H1H2 agonists, things like uh, oh I don't know, over the counter antihistamines. Yeah, yeah. So make sure and go things out and like get your Benadryl before it becomes uh, before it becomes prescription only. Yeah, fucking hell. Or Joe Rogan promotes it, and then the stores are just empty, and then people overdose on it because oh god, I got the wrong thing. Right. You know, that well, that happens. that'll be the media narrative anyway. It's like everybody's taking too much Benadryl, and they're all. <clears throat> you see, I love that going to bed too early. Ask them. You should just ask them. Okay, who? And then they. Well, that guy at that place. Trust. You know, you the one the at the place you? where the thing happened. He he had hair or didn't have hair, uh, but that guy. Well, it was a chihuahua. Possibly, yeah. Well, as I said, it's it is a known dog antihistamine. You know, they they give it to dogs, don't you know? 
But I'm I'm honestly kind of I expecting that I, I, to be the, for, uh, the narrative on that. I'm one. waiting for Allison Tau Alpha Road Delta uh, to come on to uh, her CNN role there. Who is this 4chan? God. Allison oh. Camerata should, should never ever be on TV again. She is so fucking dumb. Oh, speaking of, uh, which one is it? The one. Who makes everything worse? Lindsay Ellis? I want to say Lindsay Ellis. All of them. Oh. Well, that's... Distressing. Um, While we're on the subject of oil. uh, Let me pause you for one quick half second. I cannot verify this, but it's uh, really, like, no bullshit horrifying. I'm going to try and... Oh, I can include a link to the tweet, so I'll do that. Because okay. uh, there's some... Oh, it's from Gab, so it's not going anywhere. Uh, archive. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, Gab might go somewhere. But, uh, yeah, this is just some breaking shit. There's apparently... Or... Oh... From Gab, so I would take a okay. So this is either uh, okay. This is probably no longer exists. I just got this. Uh, Are you sure they're not suspended? Oh, oh wow! That's uh oh well. What did I say about archiving shit? Huh? Okay. Uh, let me copy the link to these. See if they still exist. I think. Oh, I'll bet you I know exactly what happened here. All right, let's see if the images are still extant. Oh, shit, they're not. Okay, um, well. Yeah, account that no longer exists. Okay. So what you should probably do right now is get a screen cap. Oh, I've got it in the tweet deck, so I've actually got the full-size images. Oh, man, so uh, old Torva got a little ballsy. All right, so... Uh, he put out uh, some yeah. bumper stickers here. It says the Black Lives Matter Christmas Parade Massacre has a QR code. And as I'm reading over it, on the uh, smaller one, it says casualties of the BLM hate in Waukesha lists the name of uh, all the people that died and then more than 60 others. So I saw the uh, I saw the thing. And I was like, oh, shit, we're dealing with maybe uh, somebody setting up some copycat shit. Yeah. Oh, but Torbo was just being a... Torba was being spicy, and it has oh, oh unknown yeah. error. No. Interesting. So it's not suspended. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna copy yeah, these and save them. Yeah. Yeah. I, no. Uh, page no longer exists. Uh, yeah, that's uh suspended. Yeah. That's uh, I got a little spicy there, friend. A little too spicy for uh, for Twitter. All right. That guy's just touching tip shit. I mean, Torba does really toe the line anymore. Well, you know, in my opinion, he's well past cross the line. He's an anti-vaxxer. Like, there's there's room for religious exemption, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then he goes on to say, you know, from... Uh, biology basis uh, from a pragmatic basis or whatever here's why you don't need the vaccine blah 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 and then just all right pal you've gone you've gone over the edge 
I uh, I gotta be honest. I don't I don't support anybody taking any of the ones that are out now. So I guess I technically am, but then again I'm not. So what the fuck do you say? Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything's gotten so complicated, and I mean, half of the shit we're told anymore is lies. So I mean, what do you do? Well, again, as long as you're an informed consumer, then I think that it is reasonable for you to take the vaccine if you want to decrease your chance of hospitalization and death. Whatever yeah. the chance may be. As far as reducing your ability to get infected, that is that is slowly becoming irrelevant uh, for the current vaccines. Just the way it is. But, you know, the when he said that shit and how he said that shit, just he's an anti-vaxxer. Just no more room for it. Been that way for a while. I'm pretty sure I already ranted on here a couple times before. Oh, yeah, I know you've got... Go there's. I know there's go no love lost between episodes. you and Torba, so... Go, go listen to previous episodes if you must. Well, you know, I, like I said, I, I take it as a principal position where I give him the, uh, the benefit of the doubt on those things. But, you know, it's not like I'm not seeing the emails he sends to my ass, so I can go ahead and read them and think what I will. Yeah, well, fair enough. And where it is, he's... What, what can I say about Torba? I mean, I, I'm i going to say that the man's heart is in the right place and that he is doing good work that needs to be done. I think what has happened to him, if I'm going to be entirely honest, is that the man's been so deeply persecuted that he's developed a bit of a complex over it. Like, uh, I mean, Gab's been shit on and shit on and shit on and chased yes. down. Yes. <laughs> And for the longest time, for literally no reason. So now he's just all well, in. There was a reason behind it. There was a reason. It's the fact that they, uh, he challenged the heterodox. And uh, and because he did that, because he stood up and said, I'm going to go ahead and plant my own flag right here. Um, you know, places like Patreon, do uh, to MasterCard, and then several banks, etc., etc., all crapped on him banned him, etc., etc. His, you know, not just business accounts, but personal accounts. And I get it. You know, various hosting companies have dropped him. Uh, you know, the various uh, um, uh, content delivery systems. Uh, so various dif different CDNs, um, different uh, virtualization, and, and uh, basically uh, um, anti um, anti DDoS services like Cloudflare. Mm -hmm. So distribution networks, etc. He's he's been Put through the ringer on this just for saying i'm not gonna enforce the same kind of rules twitter is yeah and not and only that i mean he's got his own set of rules that are actually in their own way fairly strict but fairly, but they're I not mean, strict you, you in the on, right way well for instance you can't go on to gab and start uh, there's certain things you can't just go on to gab and start doing like probably but can't go on gab, gab is a porn free place right it's same like there's way, no like, porn uh, um I'm guessing that the audience is probably going to know uh, Pray for Batman, um, or as I call him, Bats. Uh, he uh, he got onto uh, um, what the hell is that parlor, and uh, posted something about a certain politician consuming a certain uh, a certain substance only mammals produce out of a certain uh, certain persons, um, 
and he got banned for uh, for obscenity, which yeah. was hilarious. Parlor is, and yeah, was, you can find me there. Drinking. I never post, but <laughs> I think it was Ted Cruz drinking breast milk or something. It was it was funny, and and then posted uh, the the Morgan Freeman titty sprinkles uh, meme, and he got banned for obscenity. I believe that. And that's the thing. It's so, like I mean, uh, these places say that they're free speech, but they all have their limits, and it's it's retarded. So that being so, said, you should absolutely follow the both of us on Minds dot com yes. because they yes. actually do. I've seen some wild, wild shit on Mines that uh, used to be the kind. Mines is like ten years ago Twitter. It's pretty close. I mean, the interface is different, and it's much more slick than ten years ago Twitter. But it's all right. I should post more there because I I should too. Because it's actually just decent, but I just forget to, and I don't get any interaction, so I just kind of don't. Whereas, you know, I get plenty yeah. of interaction on Twitter. And well, so anything that would do, like, that's what we need is a cross-posting tool. Quite frankly. Absolutely. Like a, a, a cross-posting tool. I mean, if nothing else, I'd like to have a way to just be able to get out all the uh, show notifications at once. So, hey, if anybody's listening, by the way, that knows of such a thing, do please hit me or or, uh, or Craig or up. Hint, at, hint, uh, hint, hint to a friend of mine, if you could just uh, write one. Uh, except uh, you're going to have to learn a language that isn't Java, uh, the shittiest of all interpreted languages. So you're saying that your friend will have to grow as a person? Yeah. So you're providing an to... opportunity for someone to become <laughs> better and greater than they are today. He's going to have to. Um, he's going to have to move out of his his uh, his little baby shoes and uh, program with a real man's language. There's many to choose from. Oh, and I have I have got some brand new breaking news. Unsurprising, but you know, pretty much expected. Japan's closed their borders. Uh, they're just they're doing the smart thing. No foreigners are coming into uh, into Japan as of now. If you're there, you're there. If you're not, well, you're gonna have to wait. That was coming. That was coming. Which I mean, that's that's reasonable. Oh yeah, I better uh, yeah, like might I as said, well delete this. Uh, close camp. close the borders to all countries right now, and do it for you know a few weeks, month or two, and uh, that should quench a lot of the. So it's it's one of the things that's the problem is that these waves when they start up, there's no way to like flip them off because, for whatever fucking reason, countries have decided I'd rather go through the pain of an entire wave than just go ahead and cut it off at the heels. You know, just lop it off early and you don't have that giant-ass spike in cases. Well, I'm told by uh, Nancy Pelosi that that would be racist, sir. God. Yeah. Nancy fucking Pelosi. She had the gall to say happy Hanukkah tonight, uh, even though she's basically one of the um, one of the crew that likes uh, to send money to state-sponsored terrorism over in the Middle East. But that's, I guess, not my problem. Well, I don't know. Maybe you could get some ice cream from your ice cream refrigerator. You've got one of those, right? To uh, uh, to ease mine's your pain. Not made out of vodka either. Mine's not made out of vodka either. Mm. Ah, Nancy. 
you know, I'm going to go ahead and get off onto a little bit of a tangent here. Did you happen to see when she got to meet the Pope? Uh, I want to say this was last month or the month before. I saw it, but I uh, there was something stupid about it. The hell was it? I'm sorry. Please you might on. be thinking yeah. of uh, Joe Biden meeting him when he was like, "No, that that was the pants shitting event." Um, oh no, 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 no! Not just that. Though. Not just that. There was the pants shitting thing, but there was the part that was televised where he was like, "So you're from from the African." basketball leagues yeah crazy enough he actually said something about like it was either the african american football leagues basketball leagues or baseball leagues and he said it to the pope it's the weirdest shit but that's uh that's neither here nor there the pope just kind of gave one of those weird smiles and just whatever and then he probably shit himself not long after that so uh, i mean i don't even like the anti-pope and i kind of feel bad for him for that one but anyway uh, when Nancy, well, uh, imagine the smell. Oh yeah. <laughs> like smells probably like half digested little girl hair and who knows what else. Anyway, uh, uh, uh. I know. Yeah. Probably half digested little boy hair too. Anyway. So oh, he's an equal opportunity rapist. Probably, probably allegedly anyway, allegedly, but, um, allegations aside, when uh, Nancy got to meet him, like, uh, I want to say during Trump's era, or maybe Obama. But when she did, it was really kind of nothing special. It was just like, oh, hey, shake hands, whatever, you're a person in line. This right. time up... This time was different. It, it really was. Even though right. she is in exactly the same political position that she was the previous time. Literally nothing has changed officially for her. But this time she handled herself. uh, I'm just going to kind of break it down as someone who has the skill set necessary to read people. Because I, I just spent time and I bothered to learn. So the body language there is absolutely fascinating. She's gone... I mean, she's in a subservient state, obviously, because she's, I think she's supposedly a Catholic. So, you know, meeting the the, uh, quote-unquote Pope, anti-Pope, anyway. But uh, meeting Francis would be a big thing for her. And she was uh, appropriately starstruck. You know, that came across. But where before she was just some person that was meeting, you know, somebody that's going to put stars in her eyes, This time, she was still a person meeting somebody that's going to put stars in her eyes, but it's like, I am someone important who has come here uh, representing something important. And that's very telling. Because we know that Joe is essentially just a skin suit that does nothing more than sniff the nearest child or have his scoop of ice cream or read whatever happens to be on his teleprompter, you know, such as, close quote. <laughs> Which, by the way, by the way, just a quick aside from what uh, what I'm talking about here, there is a full quote to uh, when Joe said that, when he said, end of quote, he did start out the quote by saying, this, I'm going to quote uh, whoever. But what that says is that he's obviously reading from a teleprompter. 
as opposed to reading, you know, complete idiocy from a teleprompter, they already know he's an idiot, so they just put it in there that way. He just read it too fast and made well, it sound stupid. Teleprompters typically will have instructions inside, and other other famous people have have read teleprompter instructions before. Yeah, so this... he's certainly not the first person to look like an idiot, but he's definitely the kind of person who well, I'm has gonna... had uh, extensive experience in office, as I've been told. Oh, as yeah. a reason for him to be elected president. So mm-hmm. the kind of person who should not be making such mistakes, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, anyway, what's happened with that is... Ah, shit. Ah, damn it, I got lost on that topic. <laughs> I kind of forgot where I was going with that. Damn it. I hate it when that happens. Well, Body anyway. language. Yeah. Ms. Yeah. Ms. Joe Ms. and something. Yeah, no, the, I, uh... I lost the second one that I was getting into that I'd just gotten off on the tangent on. So fuck it. It's gone. <laughs> anyway, Pelosi's body language when she was dealing with Francis was absolutely fascinating. She came across as someone who is in a position of power and <clears throat> someone who's a representative of authority as opposed to just being some nobody that's meeting someone. And it's really fascinating if we consider, yeah. you know, how things are handled around Joe these days. Well, yeah, she's uh, she's a real piece of work. Oh, absolutely is. All right. Now, I had well, some other again, stuff. Again, speaking of, speaking of oil. <laughs> so we uh, we opened up our strategic reserves recently. Indeed, we did. As well as uh, many other countries. Uh, 55 to, uh, million and, barrels, if I'm not mistaken, was the amount that was put out onto the market. Try and, uh, to try and, and hmm. force OPEC plus. So OPEC and, and there's other, other people in the consortium now, but OPEC being the starter of it. Uh, to force OPEC Plus to ramp up production and decrease prices. Right, to which they and said... And the problem is that people don't realize that oil isn't just oil. Um, the strategic reserves, or the bush oil, is mostly sour crude, which is high in sulfur. Um, we can't produce that... We can't process that, rather, in the United States um, at a profitable price. It's just not a way to do it. So instead, what we've been doing with all that oil, if you're wondering what the fuck happened, all that was sold to China. Just want to let you know that right now. You want to feel that in your, uh, you feel that right down there at the bottom of your gut where your your anal sphincter just tightened up. Yeah, that fifty-five million uh, barrels. Oh, and just as well, a by the by, that fifty-five million barrels. Being sold. Yeah. That's two days in America. So, yeah, so the big, the big fucking save, the great old big goddamn deal. Two days. So that's being sold to China because we can't pr- we can't process that in the United States due to our regulations that has too much sulfur in it, and the the goal is to produce is to force OPEC plus to ramp up production and to give us some of their sweet oil. Um, that's not being euphemistic. That's the actual terminology is sour and sweet oil. And so the the idea that him releasing a strategic reserves helped the United States in any way directly is just false flat out uh we have to sell that oil because we can't refine it in the united states we just flat out like we have to we have to combine certain oil feedstocks together in order to get them to 
behave nicely in the refinery system and also to comply with EPA regulation. And there's just no way that 55 million barrels of sour crude is going to help the United States in any fashion, given our regulations and our refineries and their setups. All that oil is being sold out to, the, uh, to outside the United States, period. It's just not coming back to us. There might be a little bit, a little fraction of it that might go to a couple of refiners, but no one's going to get like you know a, a affidavit or a waiver that says, oh yeah, you, you can totally process this stuff and uh, and produce a bunch of sulfur oxides. Well, I mean, so just look at what's happened with the um, with the ports. You know, instead, well, as a matter of fact. Not even all that long ago, and now I haven't verified this. I've only heard this from a trucker that's gone in and out of the uh, uh, Long Beach ports. But mm-hmm. it was that in a day's time, you could transport three containers. You would, uh, you'd go, you'd get your container, take it to uh, wherever it's going to be unloaded, loaded onto whatever long haul trucker or local transit or wherever it's going to go. You get it off of the ship onto yours, and then to the hub, where it's going to then go on out. You do that three times a day. That's what you can do. That's fine. Which is actually pretty reasonable, because these hubs are in the same kind of area. It's part of the whole facility. You know, these are the areas where you saw all these trucks lined up and parked. So what's happened is, since the beginning of the year, what happened in the beginning of the year? Anyway, since that time, it's been changed any given driver can only pick up one. So it doesn't fucking matter if you're running 24-7. It doesn't matter at all. In one day's time, you can only grab one of these. So instead of deregulating to uh, make this easier, we've done quite the opposite. And lo and behold, it's had exactly the opposite effect. And, of course, yeah, we're still in that supply chain crunch. Yeah, that's the other thing is uh, supply chain issues. So, you know, my, my thing about getting ready yesterday, um, supply chain issues are also a part of that. You, can, you should factor that in now. Yeah, don't expect uh, any of like these issues to things. even start to... <clears throat> don't expect these issues to start to resolve themselves until right about the time of uh, the election. That's yeah, when they're going to start to... They're going to start, hey, look, we're getting these problems solved, guys. Look what we're doing for you. Yeah, bull and shit have something to say about that. Yeah, but you know exactly. You know I'm right. Yeah. Because they'll be like, well, oh, hey, hey, we found this thing that we can do. Where This whole time they've been limited to one container this whole time, guys. We're going to put it to three. Here's here's the thing is it doesn't matter if what they say is, uh, it, it doesn't matter if it's actually helping or not. They're going to say it's helping. Oh, sure. Uh, whatever it is they decide to do. Well, to, just I mean, like we're not hearing about the daily death in. numbers from COVID anymore. Now that a certain orange oh, man yeah. doesn't need to be destroyed, you know, you don't have to tell about you know, how. Now that, uh, now that a certain wrinkled piece of shit has more deaths under his uh, belt in a shorter amount of time than the other guy. Yeah, it's not even the end of November. And he didn't even come in. Until January 20th. January. And he has beaten out... He's got 10 months. 10 months. So you could even say that they're almost equivalent right now. You could say, all right, all right. Pound yeah, if, if we, if we completely discount the very questionable Wuhan games, if we completely discount that, 
then we're still dealing with about an extra month or two. And if we don't discount the Wuhan games, well, we're dealing with well over a year. And that makes things very complicated. Let's just look at it like this. Like, he came in and uh, nothing was his fault for a while. Um, so it's, it's, it's ridiculously, so, uh, Chris Chappell had a good section on, um, on you know, just the, the, uh, approval ratings of presidents and so on. I mean, we're, we're talking about, like, we have a, a president and vice president that are pretty near historic lows at this point. As a, a not near, not actually, like, historically, not, not just they, the they really not are just the, the lowest VP. that it's ever been at this time. No one has beat yeah. these numbers. Not just beef, but, you know, uh, Biden as well. 38% approval uh, as of, I think, this weekend. Between 36 and 42% approval rating. If and I think that was an NPR poll. Like the Fox they poll was something like 32 to, to 36, RCP, I think. You can check the RCP spread later, but just the fact remains, like, they're, they're really low numbers. And the thing is, most, most Americans will forgive foreign affairs fuck-ups in, uh, in the first year of a presidency. And there's there's precedent for this, and this is where Chris Chappell went ahead and, and went above and beyond, in my opinion, going over this kind of stuff uh, in terms of historical precedence. You have several foreign fuck-ups under several different presidents in their first year. And the American people just kind of uh, will give... will, will roll, we'll, they'll roll with it. Um, including, say, the fall of Saigon, which is kind of a big one. Or the Cuban Missile Crisis prelude, uh, Bay of Pigs. That's also kind of a big one. Or the fall of Afghanistan. Um, yeah, no, that's actually the exception that, that's that's highlighted in the rule there. So uh, huh. the thing that's, that's majorly weird. changing here, yeah, the thing that's majorly changing here is the fact that the quality of life is not being assured in the same way it was previously. That is a big difference. That's when Americans really do not um, respond well. Especially if it's their guy. And unfortunately for him, you know, most popular president in U.S. history, um, a lot of people are in the position where he's their guy. So, you know, they're they're in big trouble next year for elections, and they know it. Well, I mean, let's be honest. There's only 59, billion, 59 million people for whom he's their guy. So next year, they're already freaked out about it now. They've been freaked out about it for a couple months. They know that... 2022 is going to probably flip both houses. Even with and their fuckery. And that's, that's really something. Right. So here's the thing on that is, is um, both houses get flipped. Uh, you know, people have been saying the, you know, the, the, the rumor mill in, in the Hill, which is usually not a good, you know, it's not a reliable indicator, but several people with, with ears to the floor have said, that uh, that various news agencies ought to be looking into the um, the House of Representatives confirmation proceedings, uh, their procedures, uh, which is only really used for certain um, positions, and one of those is vice presidency. Oh, you mean so, how um, they're actually going on right now and over the past uh, weeks? So, uh, yeah, the vice presidency might be... So the thing is, if the House flips and the... Uh, and the Senate flips, Biden is not going to have any ability to fill the role of vice president. Well, not with any sort of uh, 
candidate that's that ever going great. to get approved. Well, I mean, or if they do get approved, um, it's going to be someone that the Republicans are happy with. And remember, like I said, Republicans are all politicians too. Um, Indeed, there are. Their aims, they're, they're going to have they aims, are. whatever those aims are. And if those aims are fulfilled, like Mitch McConnell, he's not on your side. It doesn't matter if he wanted to fuck over Nancy Pelosi's uh, plans. Um, he's still not the good guy. No. And no, so Mitch McConnell is not your friend. Here. Right. The same exact rule applies here. If it's someone Mitch McConnell is happy with, I bet you, then that's someone that's probably going to be approved in the Senate. Now, there's some interesting talk that Mitch might not have the numbers to hold that speaker position. Well, you know, it'd be really nice if he didn't have the numbers to hold that seat. Oh, it would. It would, you know. There, I'd see him primary. That'd be great. Primary by a, an actual America First kind of candidate. That'd be really great. Yeah, well, that would require the people to actually vote for him. Well, get out there and fucking vote, people, and tell everyone you know to do the same. Because that's what we need to do. And above and beyond that, for real, if you're listening to this, get involved in your local politics. You can make a difference. One person really does matter. You yourself might only be one vote, but maybe, you know, you could get on your um, school board. And then you can do a lot. You can do a whole hell of a lot. You can keep these uh, these uh, critical theory fucking fascists out of your... I shouldn't say yeah, fascist. Yeah, doesn't exist, right? I shouldn't say fascist. As a matter of fact, I was, uh, I was thinking about this. Re- no. No, because that term holds no power over them. They don't care if you call them a communist. And they don't like being I called care. a fascist, but they can say that they are not. And they are technically correct so yeah, socialists. well they don't have a problem with that either so what well, we do it does it does but it holds no heavy weight so we call them neo-fascists right i think you know what you can do is you can just call them faggots and they'll freak out they'll be apoplectic for days well you can and also you can just say shut the fuck up nazi i'm not listening to your nazi shit but, you know, I like neo-fascists. It's modern, and it kind of plays into their whole language narrative thing. But, anyway, above and beyond that, I've uh, dropped a link here for you on something that we cover a whole, whole lot. And it seems that the Arctic Ocean has been warming for a lot longer than we thought, maybe longer than people were involved. So, we've actually got some studies to kind of back up some of the shit we've been talking about as far as uh, climate change. Oh, well, if we got like 15 minutes here, so we can probably refer heavily back to previous episodes at this point. Yeah, absolutely do. Uh, feel free. If uh, you want to get the best... Uh... Well, you know, with the appropriate names that we've given each of the episodes, you'd know which ones to go to. Yeah. Actually, if you... <laughs> I have them all tagged on Odyssey. Well, you also have good sum. You do have good summaries of memory serves on Anchor as well. Yeah, Anchor has a good sum. Every any place you find these are going to have all the show links for any of the topics that we've gone mm-hmm. over. Where I can find them, as well as a right. very basic summary of any of the individual episodes as well. 
and some sort of cheeky artwork related to it since you know I do a right. new one for every episode too. We should make these into NFTs, man. I mean, you know, you know I've thought about it, but I don't get a lot of play on my stuff, and I actually do have a kind of a particular yeah. style. Although I am, uh, I did a, uh, I did a uh, written house piece that isn't getting a lot of airplay. I'm not surprised. It's uh, kind of halfway getting shut down, but I don't fucking care because I am a transgressive Fuck artist, it. and that's what I do. I think we should definitely. I think that you know, assigning assigning one to each of the three of us for each episode, and then like maybe making. Well, I think we've got reasonable audience numbers now, right? We could make one for uh, like for twice the audience size or so. Audience size or so. Well, maybe. Thereabouts, for each for each episode though. So it have you know the, as you go further along, it's it's like those first edition Pokemon cards. Right. You know that by the time you get to like seventh or eighth edition, it's kind of like eh, but like who really cares with the first run of that? I don't know. We will have to do some kind of NFT tie-in. I mean, if fucking Sony and everybody else is doing it, might as well. And I mean, I am. Well, we should also be very clear to the audience what exactly NFTs are when we do that, so that we don't like. Because the last thing I want to do to somebody who's listening and enjoying the show is 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 rat fuck them economically. <laughs> saying, this is more than just a receipt, fellas. <laughs> no, I think honestly, what I'd like to do with that is uh, taste, blah, a really blah, blah. a really good way that we could give out some NFTs is when I'm able to get this thing live, and I'm pretty close. I've got a couple of overlays. I need to make I need to make a better overlay so that I can you know have a proper presentation for all this when it does go live. But when we do that, we could do like a little contest thing, like at the end of the show, like hey, I'm gonna give away uh, the show's NFT. To a lucky listener, something like that. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of options. I've actually been thinking a little bit about that, and you know, maybe ways to drive listenership, viewership, etc. That being said, anybody that's uh, managed to hang around this far, if you've got any ideas for uh, things that we can do to, you know, drive people to the show, podcast, whatever you want to call it, let me know. Let Craig know. Uh, shit, let Steve know. He'll get the message to us eventually whenever he checks it. Actually, you know what we should do? You should do is definitely let Steve know first. Um, let one of the other two of us know as well, but definitely make sure you let uh, Steve know. Oh yeah, feel free to bug the shit out of him. He'll appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> he he needs the he needs the uh, the human contact. Ah, uh, indeed he does. Doesn't get out enough. Doesn't get out uh, enough. No, no, he's stuck yeah, in an so office all day. This climate change thing. Uh, this was interesting. Yeah, the um, the the frame straight. Yeah. That's, so uh, so on this, it turns out that stuff going on there. Things have been going on a little bit longer than than the people told us. So the yeah, um, it might not have been the uh, it might not have been the industrial revolution after all, huh? Oopsies. So basically, they've oh, taken no, a study it's the that whole world expansion of subtropics since the end of the Little Ice Age. Oh, when did that happen? Oh shit! Yeah, what is it? They've got uh, data here for uh, the past <laughs> eight hundred years. Which, if I'm not mistaken, the Industrial Revolution happened less than eight hundred years ago, right? Well, that's uh, I mean, that's an odd thing, isn't it? Eight hundred years ago. What was eight hundred years ago? Was that was that twelve twenty one? 
Was that the oh, 13th exactly motherfucking many... century when Dude, that was? We were we were destroying the planet with giant coal refineries, all kinds of crazy shit back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the knights. Except right? that didn't exist. And samurai uh, yeah, and shit. The, they were riding around their gas-guzzling horses, spewing out so much CO2 into the air. Hmm. Isn't that peculiar? Not to mention, not to mention the minivan horses. Like, what the fuck, man? Uh, yeah, they're dragging they... around those wagons. Yeah, were they? They probably. Yeah, they were deforesting places just to build the wagons. They weren't using sustainable no, plastics funny. or anything like there that. More... So the funny thing about deforestation: there are more trees in North America than there ever were before settlers arrived. Uh, not the native ones, mind you, but the uh, the foreignese ones. Yeah, so, true. Um, I, I actually, speaking of you, Redman, um, unfortunately for you, uh, your your ancestors, your, well, your 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 relatives on the other side of the continent, rather, uh, supposing that you're from where you from where you're roughly at now, um, burned down all the forests to make plains grass for all the uh, the herd animals. Uh, that they could, or the uh, the larger animals, bison and so on. Well, I have one thing to uh, say to that. Horses. How? Them. Hey, no, no, no. See, you're just, you're just, um, you're just, you're just trying to horn in a my territory. <laughs> the law firm, do we fuck them in hell? Hey, now. All right, so, uh, so all. <laughs> That's our word. <laughs> Not with an E on the end. <laughs> uh, oy vey. I could evolve, yeah. So, uh, so they burned down all the trees in the middle of the country to make all that plains land. Um, and uh, when all you know, the evil white man showed up and started planting trees again. And uh, unfortunately, it hasn't caught up with all the uh, the evil white man activities down in South America, where they just started destroying the Amazon instead. But you know, there's already all those trees down there. Yeah, they do kind of have a couple of them. Fair enough. Thousands of, you know, species still yet undiscovered in there. You know, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's, there's, uh, the estimate is around a tenth of species have been discovered, which is already a massive quantity. Like, that's that's a pretty significant undertaking as it is, but about a tenth of species on the planet have been discovered by estimates. Yeah, well, we've so, got... You know, uh, the, we still got trenches to uh, explore, so. Well, there's, there's it's that. not just that; just ants on their own are uh, are a, a hilarious supply of new species every year. I can believe that. I mean, like, legitimately those, too. Those little just... sugar ants that you murder, they could easily be a new species. Fair, fair. You know, uh, uh, well, I mean, tortuosum. Uh, gnats, as a matter of fact. I mean, those things are. Oh, yeah. They change. Uh, so fast like you can see oh, yeah. I mean in, in one year's time you can see a massive amount of change and mutation in a gnat line doesn't hurt that they're incredibly short lived that you know kind of pushes factors in its favor but you know, nonetheless that just kind of points to the plasticity of life Yes, yes. I, I did just use plasticity appropriately. That's pretty uh, unique. Yeah, yeah. It happens every now and then. 
every <laughs> once in a while I rub off on people, and then uh, and then they start coming after me legally. Well, you're. I was going to say you're not doing it in an abidingly fashion, so it's not like it's you know. <laughs> yeah, they're all age appropriate, and I have consent. Oh, there you go. There you go. <sighs> Now yeah, something so this, we this uh, thing here is talking about ocean currents and and uh, and the the way that the Atlantic has changed um, as well as the uh, the Arctic Ocean, and yeah, it's it's uh, so it's it involves the uh, the um, the sailing currents, etc. And they've got they've got distant uh, records. They have uh, the the um, distributions of different uh, underwater rivers, and yeah, it's it's. Um, it's describing the the way that heat is being transported around the poles, uh, and in the um, in the uh, uh, the polar region. So the sorry the, the polar uh, ocean regions, and so where the heat is being convected around, um, and advected around. So that's I mean it's it's interesting how they they've changed over the years, and they have these great little comparative maps, um, to show you know the the uh, 1866 curve versus 1989 to 2002, like that is a uh, is a huge change um, around the Fram Strait. Like it's basically it's been impeding further and further into the Fram Strait um, over over a couple centuries. Hmm, almost like it's some sort of naturally occurring phenomena. God forbid. Now, a thing to point out here that it that is often used as uh, that is often flexed too much uh, too much in the, my opinion when it comes to um, um, the um, climate fanatics, not climatologists, mind you, because they're at least even keeled. Well, theoretically, but the nutcases will will say that it's not just the natural variation, but the fact that humans exacerbate certain things or speed things up or slow things down, what have you. And to a certain degree, they're right that humans are going to have an impact on the environment. We we clearly have an impact on our environment because we live in houses. That's, you know, the 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 obvious shit in front of you is obvious. There's probably going to be some impact on the environment. You could, I think, that's a reasonable claim to make. The extent of that impact is is really largely the problem that uh, he's, you know, the, taking it too far is is taking it too far. And and clearly, we didn't have. Uh, the kind of industry required. You can say you can argue about when the industrial revolution began, etc. But if you're going back 800 years, it's there was no like. There, the I mean, it's not like we've got date data going all the way back to the the uh, Finno-Korean hyperwar I, or anything here. Come on. I, I'm just saying, like, you go back 800 years, and you if you're looking at sedimentary data like this, you have these these. This good data. Um, that's that's archaeological in origin. Like it's there's not like we didn't have the industry we have today back then. Oh, period. true. Of course. Uh, it's well. As a matter of fact, actually, if we look at the uh, dawn of the industrial revolution, that industry was horrifyingly more polluting than anything other than basically China, India, or some parts of Africa today. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, every uh, bit is like, bad or worse. Like, and 800 years is roughly this, the lag between solar activity and ocean temperatures. 
So that's that's the scale. We're starting to actually get to climate, like long-term climate scales. We're scratching the very bottom of that at 800 years. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. That's that's a really excellent point because that kind of uh, kind of brings home the idea of uh, kind of solar cycles and climate cycles. Because but, these but things, again, so, these things so, are in, uh, intimately tied. So eight hundred years is is the lag, the phase lag between the the uh, solar Milankovitch cycles and the the temperature response in the oceans, and the solar cycles lead the ocean cycles. So we, it's pretty obvious that it's the solar cycles that impact the the uh, temperature of the oceans. But these are also very long-range cycles. So these aren't like on a 30-year scale. Like I said, the, the phase lag, just the difference between the curves, is on the order of 800 years. We're talking about multi-thousand-year cycles or multi-tens of thousands of year cycles. Yeah, um, so these the are things are... The, the scales that are kind of... The scale and scope is kind of beyond your understanding. Not to say that it isn't well, or is. Of, it's of just time. that it's such... It's so grand it's that it's hard to really wrap your head around. Maybe it's you can. It's the human experience of time, and that's the yeah. thing that, that, that is a problem. And, you know, when we talk about, you know, the next hundred years, for for those kind of cycles, it's reasonable to predict the next hundred years within a reasonable accuracy. But as, like, a baseline from which things can deviate significantly based on shorter-term cycles... You know, there's a significant amount of averaging going on with these kind of... Uh, um, well, I mean, just take, of, for instance, uh, some of the numbers out of the 70s. Let's say we take the EPA numbers out of the 70s, the cooked numbers that they were wanting to use, the world's going to end in however many years. Like, the numbers sure. that they had before they had the really good numbers that we got in the 80s that really gave us, like, a clear, clear picture that, eh, we're not as fucked as we kind of thought we were. Those bad numbers, even then... They weren't really all that bad. They were, they kind of had to cook them to get them to look bad. And even then, they weren't terrible. They were just a little distressing. And then, even that didn't play out. Yeah. So, it's just this, this long line of changing the narrative and cooking the numbers. Yeah. Which, so, uh, kind of annoying. So this, I mean, this is an interesting article. Um, it's it looks like it's reasonably sourced, just off my skim of this. And then the uh, the the techniques they're using are are reasonable. Um, you know, they have the halocline that they were talking about and the different the deviation of that over time. And let's be honest, and, that's all uh, we really want from these people is just that they be reasonable, and they refuse. Well, so it's the, that they follow science. Um, and, and again, like if we can go back to uh, whatever the fuck his face is, the whole ninety-seven percent of scientists, blah 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 thing, that that was such a bullshit claim, um, completely bullshit claim. Um, the majority of scientists will not take a partisan position on these topics because you shouldn't. Period. Well, that, completely. Don't you know, sir, that nine out of ten doctors prefer the smooth, toasted flavor of a Camel cigarette to any other cigarette. Well, again, it's, it's the same kind of marketing at play, yes. And again, most doctors would not say pro or against cigarette. They would say, this is what gives you cancer. Um, in this case, there is no, this is what gives you climate change. 
There just isn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't yeah. exist. There right. there are not real numbers to to give you that. Also, and the real numbers that are there planet. to give you that, they come from volcanoes so and the I sun. Say, when I say that, when I say climate change there, I'm talking to the anthropogenic climate change, ACW, or you know, AGW, the uh, anthropogenic global warming. Yeah. That, as a, as a phenomena, like I said, you can say, you could, I think it's fair to say that humans have an impact. That is a, very that is a factual say, and true statement. I think that it's unfair to say that you have any fucking idea what that impact is within your time, within your lifetime. That uh, is also a scale. factual and true statement. It, it's just, it's And just why is it that we can't say both of those fucking data. things? Well, I think it's the second one. So, I mean, it, you don't see it as much in core STEM as you do in, say, medical science, but you get a guide complex of this kind of shit where you just you just think that you know, but you, you're basing it off of data that has an error percentage or error margin to it. You have a percentage of time where it's going to be true or not. And when and this is something that Steve brings up repeatedly, and it's very important and it's very true, when your error bars aren't on the, present on the plot because they extend outside of the range of the plot you're showing, that's bad. That's this. That's anti-science to try to draw conclusions. Yeah, your margins of error should be. No your margins of error but, should be percentages of a point, not well, no, many it's, percent. It's, not even that. It's, it's the fact that when you have error bars cross, there's something called an observable difference or no observable difference. When the error bars cross, there's no observable difference. When they are not, when they're not touching, when they can't cross each other, that's when you have an observable difference. And the fact is that on those plots where the error bars are off of the plots, that means everything on there is observably identical. Like it's it's there, there's no observable distinction between them. Yeah, yeah, you, the you've got to move the decimal point like one or two spaces before things even start to happen. So so when you when you do when you do like that that is what's like good enough for pilot scale work or pilot study work, where you can say look. We didn't observe something, but we thought we saw a trend in the average, like in the mean of the the uh, change in whatever. Oh, like sure. Basically, when your calculated model follows a certain trend in your observation, the average of your data in that observation, the, the point that has the bars around it, moves in some way. You can say, okay, that's interesting enough, and it agrees well enough with my hypothesis. We should fund a larger study on this to get better data. That's, uh, the that old, is maybe there's something very, here kind of thing. Yeah. That's very, very common. Usually it's done with smaller sample sizes. So those things where they have like a, you know, N equals five up to like N equals 100 or whatever. Those are all small studies. Usually that's going to be a small study if you have, you know, up to 100 samples, period. But when you start going beyond that, you need to produce results that show better correlation with a model that says something in order for that model to actually say something. And when your error bars don't allow you to say anything and then you say it anyway that's anti-science that's the opposite of science that's forcing something to follow your preconceived conclusions ahead of time and then ignoring fundamental precepts of science to allow you to preach your dogma that's that's religion now dogma is you know, a good choice place, of words there sir that's exactly what it is for religion because there's these people religion, they Science is not religion. You don't go into science with religion. It yeah, just does uh, not work that way. They've gone down the path of scientism. And sure. they've, they've turned science into their god. On principle, but like, 
Well, you should, because it's a hateable word and it's a hateable principle. <laughs> well, I mean, so so here's the thing. Like, religion has its place in society and religion has its place in faiths. I would argue that there is a gigantic gap between faith and religion and that faith is more laudable to have as a person. But, you know. Well, it depends people, on what you've got faith in, in, but, you know. For some, for some people, religion allows them to maintain their faith. Fine. I get it. So there's there's that aspect to it, but again, religion does not have a place in science. And I, there are some people out there who would make an argument that science is a religion, and that's just no. It does not work the same way. Hold the idea of dogma. The the only dogma well, you're going to find in science is that you're still wrong. Well, the thing about that is, science, as much as I hate to say this, those people are right. It has become a religion, but not true science. Sure. And not the pursuit of well, the truth is, that science a, is like, a perversion like of a no science true. has become religion. Sure. There isn't even a no true Scotsman argument to make on science as a process because it either is science or isn't. It's just like you can hem and haw about things, but usually what's going to boil down to is you're trying to shove someone's opinion in an article into the scientific process that produced the article. And well, you know what? I'm going to extra bits in an article. It does confuse things. Well, I'm, sure. I'm going to quote Feynman and just say scientists love right. mysteries. They love not knowing. Yeah. And and You're that, also, and that, that is the gospel of science. That is the evangel of truth. Not knowing. And seeking an answer. That is the evangel of truth. That is the gospel well, of reality. Here's another thing. is, is uh, Feynman, uh, you know, his, his lectures are online. You should watch this one in particular. I liked it a lot. Um, he had one lecture in particular where he, or someone, you know, asked him why certain things are so complicated. He said, you know, wouldn't it be nice if it was all so simple? It's too bad. This universe is beautiful and complicated. Don't like it here? Find another universe. Yeah. Simple enough. Straightforward. Yeah. I, Which, uh, you know, we can say that to all the people that hate so much about America. Hey, you know, well, yeah, if, if you hate this place so fucking much, you could, find you know, country. leave. There are well, places. This is where I think that you're right. You're right about school boards. Just show up and participate like this is something that it used to be that families were much more connected to other communities because they had the time and the ability to do it and, and, and in this day and about, time you will have to find the time to do it because you oftentimes right. you've got yeah. two working parents maybe right. i was gonna say say what you will about having both parents participating in the workforce but it used to be that you would actually have the at least the potential to have somebody paying attention to the education of the kids it, it doesn't it, if it take if it takes having one parent do a part-time job and then spend the other half of the day working as uh, as someone in school or or on the school board or whatever like these are they're, they're the idea that you can have it all as a working parent is is always been bullshit it's a, a selling point so the odds it's of there being a stay-at-home dad that catches our podcast are pretty low. But in the chance that there is sure. a stay-at-home dad that catches this, 
Get a job delivering pizzas, dude. That's going to bring... Uh, I'll say this. That's, that's something For, you can uh, do part-time. That's going to bring money into your house. And... So okay, while, now if you're not doing that, careers. or oh yeah, actually I shouldn't. I've kind of parsed I parsed this all wrong. So let's say you're a well, stay-at-home well, parent well, of whatever variety. You're working right. um, some some job wherever, and you uh, you stay home the rest of the time to look after your kids. Your other spouse is a full-time employee. Let's just say there's sure. time there. You might have to make a little bit of a change, make a little bit of a cut, but that time is better spent ensuring the future of your family and your community than for a little bit of security because you're not going to have that security at the end of the day if you throw away your community as we can see there's a cautionary story i can throw in there yeah so at a certain point my dad got laid off from his job and he ended up uh being a stay-at-home dad for a little while he went back to college and got himself um certified uh for IT work. And he actually worked at the school I went to for a number of years and well after I had left the school, uh, high school. But he was there actively participating in my education in a way. You know, it, it, it's that, like, he committed to that pretty strongly. That was really important. And that's, like, if you have kids, like, they're they're the next gen you know they're gonna be who support you later too be involved in their lives be involved in their lives yeah and not just at home and not just after school especially you know especially be involved in their lives during school because the state would rather be another parent yeah their young age education is really important when they go off to college they should be prepared for that to be and, without you, at least, you know, and like, to do have you nearby, not, like to be without you. For the love of everything that is worth a shit in this whole fucking world, do not be afraid to homeschool your kids. There are great, yeah. great resources out there. I know a few offhand. Uh, there's one program that's actually getting a lot of uh, adoption. Acellus is the name of the program. It's okay. It's uh, not, it's got no critical theory. And it's just, it's raw education. I, I'm i not going to personally endorse it because I haven't been over it. I just know that it's a, a classical education that contains no modern cancer. Here's, so Here's the thing. Regardless of what's being taught in your, in your schools, whatever, regardless of what's being taught, having an active interest in your child's education gives you insight into what they're being taught simply because they will start sharing it with you more. If that alone, like just just making it so that the teachers know you're involved somewhere, they're gonna know that whatever they're teaching is going to end up being regurgitated at home. But that being said, do go to your parent teacher association open. meetings. Do absolutely yes. attend whenever you get the chance. They're gonna know. They're gonna know that whatever they're saying is gonna show up at home somehow and not just be uh, ingested by the student. That the parent is gonna know. Like I'm, I'm a pretty firm believer in that all public servants should be videoed at all times. School classrooms, no exception. I think that a public school classroom should have a big fucking camera in the corner that everyone sees. I, I would be okay with teachers being recorded. Yeah, I mean, considering I, I, I some of the vile shit that's come out over the last teacher. year, I, I think yeah. it would be a, 
a very wise thing to do. And, you know, in fact, better yet, put it at the back of the classroom, facing forward directly at the teacher, and able to see every student. Multiple cameras, even. And, you know, and you can do it. I mean, you don't even have to, like, go, you know, uh, big government state-sponsored horrific shit on them. You don't have to do dystopian stuff. Just a rolling tape that will tape over every seven days so that you've at least got, like, a week of footage on these people. And that's publicly accessible. Yeah, there's any number like, of ways to, to do have, this that would not really violate have, privacy. Like, or... 10 years of, you don't need a 10-year backlog. But just, like, you know, if even like even if there's, like, important moments or whatever, you know, just to have that data available, just so that a parent can satisfy their curiosity. I mean, shit, you'd think they'd do this in inner-city schools already just out of the massive danger that those places are. But no. Uh, sure. Yeah, I mean, they might have a thousand cameras in the hallways, might even point them at the bathrooms, yeah. and then have to be taken to court to take them out. But not in the classes. Not in the classes. Isn't that curious? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, teachers' unions. <sighs> it's it's bogus. It's nuts. Oh, yeah, I know. It absolutely okay, is. Okay, but I am 15 over. <sighs> so if we have, like, a, a, a feel-good story to wrap up on in the next five minutes, for me at least, unless, unless you want to go on on your own. No, no, we can wrap. We've got uh, we got like a two-hour show no. in here, so we're good. And I do have a good, good. I kind of feel good story. Um, Enos Cantor, are uh, you familiar with the name? I uh, can't say I recall it off the top of my head. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. He's the guy that's called out LeBron, the um, oh, yes, I know the uh, Celtics now. player. He's <laughs> yeah. going to change. Uh, tomorrow, or as of recording now, since we're after midnight, as of today, he will become a U.S. citizen, and he is going to be changing his name from Enos Cantor to Enos Freedom. Right on, dude. Congratulations, yeah. and good luck going forward as an American citizen. You uh, you it. really do exemplify kind of the, the American spirit. And I'm, I'm glad to see somebody and, in a position like this actually being a real positive role model. And show up, please. Just to just show up and just like in the in the in the audience too. You don't even have to be on the court. Just show up at a game and just stand up and clap for LeBron. <laughs> Make sure he gets good eye contact with you too. Then give him the middle finger. I think actually in the uh I think that those two have met on the courts. And I'm pretty yeah. sure he was wearing a pair of his shoes. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen him, but Enos has gotten some... I hope uh, he walked all over him with him. Uh, they did win, actually. That's great. Funny enough. But uh, he was wearing one of his... Uh, I think he was wearing the shoes that have the red accent and have she done up as um, Winnie the Pooh on them. Yeah. And I think <laughs> those are the ones that actually have Kobe bow bowing down to the uh, Pandaji. Or not Pandaji, the uh, Pooji, which is... That's just... Ah, just... Mwah, chef's kiss. Too. Yeah, Shinji Poo can uh, can kiss my ass. Indeed, he can. But uh, I'll put a link to that. It's uh, out of the post millennial, which is actually pretty good. Okay. They're doing well. Pretty good order. I like them as a as a news source. They're they're definitely got their bias. They have. Uh... There you go, Freedom Eleven. Nice. Yeah, a lot cooler than just being yeah. uh, you know like shaving your uh, numbers into your 
head or something like that. I mean, this guy, he's, he's doing the right thing. He's calling out legitimately shitty people and shills for legitimately shitty people. And that's what we should be doing. You know, oh, yeah. that's what these people should be doing. You know, you're in a position to build a better world, to tell kids like, hey, you know, well, they tell us they tell us this is what their millions of dollars is supposed to pay for is an entire economy of people underneath them that are building a, a better uh, a better society in their wake. You know, providing role models for uh, kids, et cetera, et cetera, putting back into the community. You know, what kind of what kind of person says he's putting back in the community by hiring slave labor from China? That's absolutely right. If you're if you're turning a blind eye to what's happening in Xinjiang, say, then you're turning a blind eye to everything that has happened before and everything that's coming. And if you're doing that, well, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. And that's just, uh, that's just pretty much it. And of course, you know, remember my body, my choice. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) But again, if, uh, if you've got anything for any of us here on the show, questions, show ideas, you just want to chat or you'd like to get on the discord so that you can help out or just be closer to chat. Hit either one of us up. I think I know how to add people now. That's a good thing. But uh, you can find me at that fake guy, Dan. Uh, again, I'm Evan. In case you didn't recognize that at the beginning. At that fake guy, Dan. Everywhere except Facebook because, you know, robot lizards are weird and I don't endorse robot lizards. And you can find my man Craig here at CraigBob99 everywhere. I think including Facebook. Uh, so I... I'm not um, connecting with uh, with other people on Facebook. Uh, that I'm keeping private. Probably um, but wise. most places you can find me, Craig Bob ninety nine. Um, so you'll most likely find me on uh, Twitter. Do I'm hit us both up on hit, hit us both up on Minds for sure. Give us a reason to, to go over to there and be active. Minds. I try to swing my Minds at least once a week. Um, a couple other places, but uh, definitely you know Twitter. Definitely you'll be able to find me there. Usually shit posting, so um, and uh, and I don't pull my punches on there. So if you uh, if if I say something to you that sounds overly mean, probably not personal. Usually don't go personal first. If I call your idea stupid, I'm not calling you stupid. Just to be clear. Yeah, no, that's what I do. I mean, I'll probably be right, but I'm probably going to personally insult you <laughs> out the gate. You know, just just on principle. You know, because. Uh, We've all got to have our standards, right? There you go. Absolutely. We got a process. It doesn't matter if it's a badly written process, but we have a process. That's right. Badly written. Pshaw. <laughs> anyway, been oh, a pleasure. Come on. You, you haven't seen the ISO nine thousand um, uh, Dolbert strips, or ISO nine thousand one, or whatever it was. Hmm. Actually, I don't think I have. You have to link that to me. So the the idea that an ISO ISO numbers are assigned. So basically, it's a well documented process, whatever uh, the thing is. And so the the joke is that it might not fu- it might be uh, a bad process or a dysfunctional process, but at least it's well documented. No, oh, well, fair enough. Sounds very corporate. Yes, that's the last idea. Yeah, but if it's Dilbert, it is. But anyway, been a pleasure, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. And as always, if you got anything for us. Hit us up. We're uh, we're very approachable, and we like having questions to answer. So, you know, throw them our way, and we'll talk to you again soon.